0: Welcome to the Fearless Purpose Podcast with Brian Cox. I am your host, Brian Cox, and it is great to have you guys listening in today for this very special episode. This is another interview episode that we have with Brittany Lynn Budd, and I'll tell you, this, uh, this interview went very different than I thought it was going to go. You know, most interviews are, and, and they're all good, they're, they're great to have, but you know, this one got turned around on me where she was asking me some questions, so even I got interviewed in this. And it was just a really great banter back and forth that is really just completely full of tips, of lessons, of things you can do, of ways you can grow. If you are looking to grow yourself and be the best you that you can be today, this is the episode you need to be listening to. And I would say listening to it a couple of times probably because you're going to find some stuff in there that's really powerful, just absolutely powerful stuff. And so, with that, we're going to go ahead and move into the podcast, but before we do, I just want to highlight really quick, if you are looking for more personal daily development, make sure you check out uh, the Fearless Purpose with Brian Cox Facebook group. This group is growing. I go live in there every day. I do things like Ask Me Anything, I take a lot of questions, feed a lot of things, and I also have special things that I put in there, such as I recently put out for people who could uh, be a beta reader for my new book. So for things like that, if you want to join in and you want to get in on part of this community, we would be honored to have you in there. Without any further ado, here's my interview with Brittany Lynn Budd. Brittany, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are excited, or at least I'm really excited about this interview, and I know that the people who are listening to it are as well. Uh, my first ever international interviewee. Tell us, where are you from?
1: Ooh, oh, thanks, Brian. So my name is Brittany Budd. I'm in Canada.
0: The I'm far Eastern away. Canada,
1: so up in the, the cold north.
0: The far away reaches of Canada. You know, I love saying it's international, but you know, I spent so much time in Canada in the past. It doesn't really feel like it's international, but nonetheless, I'm claiming it. I'm not an international podcaster. That's how I see it. (laughs) I love it. So we're just going to dive in because we have some really fun things to talk about today. Um, I tell you, so I have followed your journey for a little while now and some of the things you're doing and you just have such an amazing Personality, an amazing story, an amazing business. So let's let's start with introducing you and I'll let you introduce yourself formally with telling us your story. How did Brittany become who you are today? What led you to today?
1: How how much time do we have, Brian? <laughs> well,
0: that's my podcast, so we have all the time in the world.
1: <laughs> all right, settle in. <laughs> Um, so I am a wife first to my husband Jonathan we've been together for seven years we have three beautiful children here on earth with us and we have one angel up in heaven and I am a success coach for female entrepreneurs and I focus primarily on mindset and manifestation and what got me into this whole journey is Uh, Network marketing, honestly, I have been with the same network marketing company for three years and, you know, in doing the personal development that always comes with becoming an entrepreneur, I realized that I had a passion for seeing the potential in people and helping them reach that potential. And so for the last two years, I have been kind of coaching primarily, like I say, with, with female entrepreneurs. So it's been a lot of fun. I never thought that my life would take this turn and then go on this trajectory, but I'm just here for the ride, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, it has been a pretty amazing ride, it sounds like. I mean, being with a company for that long, which I think in its own right is, uh, is somewhat rare, not entirely, but it shows that you've been doing a really good job with it, I'll tell you that.
1: Thank you. It's been a lot of fun.
0: So you mentioned something that is going to be of utmost importance to everyone that's listening to this podcast, and that is that you have focused in a lot on manifestation and law of attraction. So tell me a little bit more about what you're doing in that space and what drew you to it.
1: So um, I actually have a science degree. I have a bachelor of science from UMB here. And so when I started on my personal development journey, the law of attraction and manifesting really spoke to me on like a scientific level because it is a law just like the law of gravity and you know like attracts like the law of attraction is physics and so I feel like I have this really unique perspective having a science degree and now teaching how the mind can attract what you want and so it's been it's been really exciting and really interesting to really hone in on these skills and I I kind of learned early on that I had the knack for it like I was manifesting a, a, anything from a good parking spot to a couple of thousand dollars in a matter of a day for things that I wanted and so I thought you know I kind of have a gift when it comes to this and I need to share it with the world because a lot of people don't understand it but everybody can, can be using it in their lives they it's just not well-known or well-understood.
0: So you mentioned one thing that that I always call people on in a good way that I want to hear more. And that is the manifestation of a parking spot. That is a magical, magical thing to have happen whenever it happens. Tell me, is there a specific story you have whenever you've manifested a parking spot? Because that is true power right there.
1: Okay, so it was Canada Day long weekend, the most recent time that I got a really great spot. Okay, it's Canada Day long weekend here this past summer. I'm driving our van my husband's beside me we got our three kids in the back and we're headed to the beach so everyone is out there are people all the parking lot is full all the overflow parking lot is full like we'd like to park kind of like along the dirt road by the dunes it's crazy people are parking on the street they're walking you see them they're dragging their coolers and their umbrellas and their chairs and their beach towels and I thought, heck no, I'm not doing this with three kids having a 30 minute trek to the beach. I'm going right up to the front and there's going to be a spot right where we like to park, which is there's like a little path and a port potty for the kids and it goes right, right down to the beach. I said, I'm going up and I'm looking. There's going to be a spot there for us. I can feel it. And sure enough, there was a spot right where we like to park. It was the perfect parking spot for us. We just had to unload and we were 10 feet from the beach. It was
0: the best and I, al- <laughs> I always bring these up, and people laugh at me about the manifestation of a parking space but here's the thing I hate parking in cities especially uh, I was recently in Nashville and I manifested a spot a- and I needed to because I was in a hurry I had a client meeting and I was not exactly leaving myself a lot of spare time and if you know about Nashville parking is just a fair I mean there's all these parking garages but then that takes 15 minutes and I was, I literally, I put an intense focus for 15 minutes, for the last 15 minutes of that, of that drive about having a spot right in front of the restaurant so I could just park, go in and be done with it because they didn't have ballet or anything. And it was so funny because at first I thought to myself, like, there's no way that's gonna happen. And then I thought, wait a minute, I am dealing with some negative talk here, which I know I need to really watch out for because of some stuff that you've said, by the way, which I, we'll talk about negative talk in a moment. Uh, and so I pushed all that out and I said, you know what? there will be a parking spot there for me i know it it will be there i can see it in fact i'm just gonna reaffirm myself there's a, po- a parking spot waiting for me right now i just have to get there in time to get it and i took my time i got there i pull up and literally one spot away from the door to the restaurant was a spot open and i was gonna say right now if anyone's tried to park downtown nashville in the last year you know i did something magical the other week it was absolute magic so yeah so i can ver- <laughs> verify it and then, of course, I went and I was in time for a big client meeting, which is important, right? So, so that I is mentioned. <laughs> so I mentioned uh, talking about positivity and the language that we use, and you do quite a bit of work when it comes to language in law of attraction and manifestation. Could you tell us a little bit about your perspective and philosophy on it, and how to be Absolutely. more effective?
1: Absolutely. So, like I said earlier, people don't understand the law of attraction. People don't tend to really understand that our thoughts create our reality. And when we're thinking negative things, like, for instance, you kind of doubting that there would be a good spot, we're putting out those vibrations of our thoughts into the universe and we're affirming those things. So when we are trying to harness the power of the law of attraction, having positive thoughts is key. Using positive language, and when I say positive language, I'm I'm referring to not using words like not and no, and using terms that are attracting the things we want as opposed to the things we don't want. So, for example, if you are trying to get out of debt, people will often say things like, well, I don't want to be in debt anymore. Well, you're attracting that word debt, and you're using that word don't, which is, you know, a conjugation of do not. Or, for instance, if you are not feeling well, and you keep saying like, oh, I'm sick. Why am I so sick all the time? I wish I wasn't sick anymore. Um, If you rephrase that into saying something like, I'm healthy and well, you can attract that health, you can attract that wealth, you can attract that abundance, and also the believability factor in what you are trying to manifest. If you are constantly saying things like, oh, I'm rich, well, if you're not actually rich, your subconscious is going to go, well, no, you're not. I don't know why you're saying this, you're not. And then, you know, those those thoughts, those underlying thoughts of, you know, even though I'm I'm repeating I'm rich, under the underlying subconscious is saying, well no, you're not. You're really putting out those vibrations that no I'm not rich. So rephrasing things to be positive and rephrasing them to be to be believable. So maybe you're not rich today. But you're working towards wealth and you're getting richer every day and you're expanding your knowledge and your skill sets to make you more valuable and, you know just just those types of phrasings that like I see people don't tend to understand they think well i just want this and i didn't get it so it doesn't work but there's actually a, a science behind it and it's all about positivity and believability
0: so this is something that i talk about quite a bit Um, I believe it relates to this very heavily. And that is not just having superficial knowledge around a topic. I mean, most people have, have heard of law of attraction, of manifestation. Maybe they've seen the movie, the secret or read the book, the secret or read Think and Grow rich or who knows what it might be. But I know a lot of people that they have a very superficial understanding of it because they, they hear it and and, and they say, well, that's not that hard. Right. Uh, it goes back to the old, uh, uh, what is it, uh, conceive, believe, achieve, right? They they hear right. that, but they don't really take the time to internalize and understand what it really means. And what I'm hearing you say, which I think is so important is, you know, if it hasn't worked for you, maybe you haven't actually taken the time to understand the intricate details of how this works. Because as you said, it's a science.
1: Mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. If If you're trying it and it's not working for you, I mean, my best advice to you is look at the language that you're putting out. Be hyper aware of your thoughts. You know, we have however many years we've been on this earth with the same thought processes. This is not something that you can change overnight. This is something that you have to work towards diligently, uh, being, you know, like I say, hyper aware of your thoughts and catching those negative words and those negative connotations and raising your vibration to meet what you want and you know like i say it's not something that you can do overnight it takes constant practice i mean they say that it takes 30 days of doing something to build a habit and 90 days to build a lifestyle so if you're if you're listening and you're thinking this doesn't work you you've got to give it time and just be be focused on where your thoughts are going
0: And I'm going to add something in that you, you you have a level of humility to you, which is a a great thing. But I'll tell people listening to the podcast right now that if you are struggling with it, one of the things that Brittany does an amazing job of in working with people is helping people really get it and understand it and apply it in their lives. And so, of course, I'll give her contact information at the end. But, you know, finding someone who can help, help guide you down the path is an important part of this. So many people try to go it alone. They say, You know oh i i'm trying i'm just trying my hardest i'm trying my hardest but if doing your best with the skill set you currently have is not working you have to upskill yourself you have to and one of the best ways to do that is by finding a qualified mentor coach partner inner circle mastermind finding that somewhere in your life to help you grow those skills successfully and that's something that you do quite a bit of work in is that correct Brittany?
1: Absolutely. That's kind of what I specialize in with my clients. Like I say, I have this ability to see potential in people. And oftentimes I can see potential in people that they haven't really recognized in themselves yet. And so one thing that I'm passionate about is helping people draw on that. And when you're trying to manifest and use the law of attraction, you know, aside from the words that you're using the believability factor you need to not only believe in what you're asking but I help my clients get rock-solid belief in themselves and in their purpose and if you can have rock-solid belief in yourself and in your purpose and why you're here and those nigglings in your heart that are calling you to more it makes everything so much easier but that's what most people struggle with and I mean you can call it confidence I like to call it belief But those are the things that people tend to struggle with. You know, we have fears and, you know, I love the the title of your thing, Um, but I I love that. Yes, I love that so much because, you know, we, our lives tend to be ruled by our fears and our ego is constantly trying to protect us, whispering about, you know, this is going to happen and this bad thing might happen to you and, oh, don't do this, don't do that. You don't want to get hurt or you don't want to upset anybody or you don't want to fail or you don't want to look silly or... And so, yeah, I that is what I do with my with my clients and in my group.
0: So I have never told anyone this story uh, other than my wife. My wife obviously knows this story. Oh but how, I, I know, right? And so there's no one here, just me and a microphone and then Brittany and then a couple thousand people that listen to podcasts. But, you know, uh, who, who knows? Um, the, I'll tell you real quick how I came up with the name Fearless Purpose and it's, th- this is something I love to do. I love to open up a little bit and be a little vulnerable uh, and I'm going to do it on the phone Absolutely. with you because you're a coach so you can guide me through it. Okay. So, so Fearless Purpose came out of um, 15 years of me fighting God. Me thinking that I knew better th- than he did and I'll explain how that what I mean by that. So I've been in the training and development space for 18 years for, you know, some great companies, big companies, uh, top five consulting, you know, company in the world in training and development, traveled internationally. I was at the top of my game. And for the past probably 15 of those years that I've been doing it, I have had a dream or a vision, if you want to call it that. I always called it my uh, imagination. And my imagination is very wild and rampant. It's like living in a... In a, in a crazy person's world, sometimes but I have a very vivid imagination, and I had this vision and imagination of me doing my own thing instead of just doing corporate work. Actually, going out and reaching people one on one and in groups, doing something like this. But I said for fifteen years, no, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the the look for it. I don't have the skill set for it. I haven't, you know, written you know my masterpiece book yet. I haven't done this. And I came up with every excuse and it all came from a place of fear because I was afraid that I would try to be something like a yeah not saying I'm trying to now but something like a Tony Robbins and I would be disingenuine and people would think that I was a fraud and I didn't want that I wanted to build myself up be the best I could and then you know start to attack it well about uh, six months ago I had a reawakening uh, spiritually in my life and one of the first things that came out of it was really that, you know what, Brian, I, I've been telling you to do this thing for years and you haven't done it. Why don't you just do it? And so I'm listening to it. What you know, when whether you believe in God, the universe, whatever you believe in, that's fine. Just understand my singular phrase for this podcast right now is God. God told me to do this because I have a story to share and I know that I can help people. And I've done this in organizations for a long time. But what I wanna do is I wanna help people get past that fear. You know what, the fear that you're not good enough, smart enough, ready you know, the expert, whatever it might be, attack your purpose fearlessly because if it is truly your purpose, just like Dr. Victor uh, Dr. Viktor Frankl said, he said that we detect rather than invent our purpose, meaning that our purpose is there all along. We just have to find it inside of ourselves. We don't have to make up a purpose, it's there. We just have to find that right track. And if you are on the right track, the doors will open, the windows will open, the floodgates will open many times for some great things happening. Um, But I called this whole thing Fearless Purpose because I lived in fear for 15 years and I finally overcame my fear. Um, And and I just feel so blessed because you know what, now things are opening up constantly. I mean, you and I met because out of a rare coincidence, I was asked to speak at at a summit. And I feel like, I don't know, I think I did an okay job. And uh, I mean, I think I did a really well, a really good job at it. But and I say that because it came from my heart, and it was what I was meant to do. It wasn't me forcing my desire anymore. It was about me being in harmony with myself, the universe, and and, and God, and where I need to go.
1: So powerful.
0: I feel like I just unloaded a lot on you. I should I should pay you like as a therapist now. Just <laughs> I need to, <laughs> to pay you for this podcast now. <laughs> Here's your bill. Get off the couch, Brian. You know, you can just take the notes, and I'll bill Sigma. Thank you.
1: I, I do have a question for you, though, regarding all of that. You know, cause I've so never many been people asked a will... question on
0: my own podcast, and I'm excited about this.
1: Let's do it. People tend to live live in fear. Most people will say that they, you know, they played small. Most people are not confident enough or believe in themselves enough to be fearless and play big. So my question to you is, now that you have... You've got your own Facebook group that's growing. You've got your podcast. You spoke at the summit, which I actually could not attend. I was not there. I didn't get to see you, and I'm so sad about that. Um, but I'm sure you did amazing. Now that you're doing these things, would you say that as you are tackling new things in your business, your fear is shrinking? Like, If you look back a year and said, well, you know what, if, if I knew that in a year I was going to have to I don't know, maybe something you have planned next week, you have this big meeting, I don't know. Would you say that your fear back then would have been much larger than it is now? The more you step into and push on that fear, those fears that they're getting smaller and weaker?
0: So, uh, man, I'm so sorry I have to answer a question like this. Oh, man, I'm a horrible interviewee. Yes (gasps) and no. (laughs) And, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why for both. So I would say okay. yes, my fear is smaller now in regards to certain pieces, right? Like, like I have no fear now doing a Facebook Live. Uh, I've been a professional speaker for, for, like I said, 18 years, and I was terrified to do a Facebook Live. I've spoken in front of crowds of over 5,000 people, and I was terrified to look into that camera and do it. But now, today, after doing these for a month every single day. Yeah, I got no problem. I'll hop on there. I'll just Uh ramble for no reason. It's fine. I can do a Facebook Live and not worry. Now, other pieces that come along with this, I have still quite a bit of fear around it. What has ultimately changed for me is my ability to internalize and understand my fear and then be rational with how I handle it. Meaning, is this something, and this goes back to something that I've taught for a while, um, but the concepts of fear being rational or not, meaning, is this going to hurt you physically? Uh-huh. Or is this something that you are just nervous because of what? And if so, what are those things? And so, what I've done to overcome a lot of this is I've started writing things down a lot more. Whenever I feel inside myself being hesitant because of fear, I stop, I take a little time to myself, and I start writing things down. Why am I afraid of this? What is the worst that could happen? And really, could that damage? It? And if it's something that truly could damage, like if, you know, I don't know, doing a doing a, a Facebook live, uh, and I mean, I would never do this, but like doing a Facebook live and just start, you know, cursing out loud for some reason, right? Like, okay, I'm not afraid of doing that, but say if that were to happen, that would damage my brand because that's not what I do, right? I, I'm not. Right. Chuck, that that's his deal, um, and so that's kind of a weird example. But my thought being that I look at things and say you know, is this a rational thing? Is it not? And if it is rational, okay, then let's start looking to it. And then what I've really focused on and what I'm really teaching people as much as possible, two very quick things. Number one is called micro actions. So I'm considered in the, the corporate world kind of a, a micro learning expert. I'm taking pieces of that and putting it into individual's lives outside of the corporate environment through micro actions, meaning little tiny things Uh, saying like, you know, I'm going to work for five minutes on this, just five minutes. I'm just going to do five minutes of work. And if I'm still really terrified, scared, whatever it might be at the end of it, then, then I'll reassess, but getting the little things done. And that feeds into something called the competence confidence loop, which is a psychological term, which is very focused in on as you build up competence, which is you gain that by doing actions. So you have to move towards action very quickly. So as you build do little actions, build up your competence your confidence in that area will inherently increase. Because as you achieve, you become more confident in yourself and the actions you're doing with it. So it's about understanding it and internalizing it, moving to action quickly, and then building up those success. Where a lot of people struggle, they see the ultimate goal. They see the, I want to build a, and I'm not saying this is my goal, it's not. Um, mine is probably gonna be you know, di- very different. Let's say that someone says, I want to build a $10 million business. I want to make $10 million a year. Oh man, that sounds so great, right? And people love that. And people get hyped up on that stuff. Like, yeah, I'm going to make a lot of money. It's going to be great. And then, you know, maybe they're at a conference or something, they get hyped up. And then they leave and like, holy goodness gracious, I have no possible way I can do this. And instead of building up minor micro actions into greater success, they only look at the ultimate goal. And the ultimate goal is so big and so scary did they just stop entirely? Whenever they should have kept the big goal, broken it down, understood what it took to actually achieve something and start working towards it. So that, did, did that answer your question? I, I, hope, I, I hope I did.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you answered my question, that's so good. So many great takeaways from that little tidbit that you just shared with me, thank you.
0: Well, no, th- thank you. I mean, my, <laughs> my, my whole thing is I, I just try to be genuine and honest. And and let me say this. I'll open up again. I think this is important for people to hear. I spent too much of my life trying to be something I wasn't, and trying to look mm-hmm. like something I wasn't. And now that I've embraced the struggle that I've had, and I've been open with talking about it, and the mess that I made out of my life, at two at two very big points in my life, I made very big mistakes. Uh, and, and you know, at one point, you know, financial ruin. You know. Uh, but people don't talk about that they only want to talk about the you know, private jets and champagne bottles popping, right? Um, but the reality mm-hmm. is if you're gonna own your own business, there's gonna be risks and there's gonna be some scary things and You know, I will take this as just a, a quick side note. Sorry to hijack the inner I'm interviewing you and I'm hijacking it. Sorry, but One of the things I'm very passionate about and I talk with people about quite frequently more on a one-on-one basis I don't do this as much in groups is the mental state of entrepreneurs uh, There is mm-hmm. a very large group of people who are entrepreneurs that struggle with depression. There's a very high suicide rate in entrepreneurs and there's a lot, a lot of things like divorce and unhappiness and these things just add up. And I think that as entrepreneurs, we talk about this, like, Hey, you know what? It can be a grind. It can be a struggle, but we have people there for us. And and, and by the way, I'm going to just one quick thing. That's why I'm so happy I've met someone like you like some of the other people that I interview because I know if I was having a bad day we don't know each other that well but I know I could send you a message and I could say hey just fyi I'm I'm struggling today and here's what it is and I just need to talk to someone and you would reply back to the message I believe
1: that. absolutely of course I would
0: and that's powerful I think too many people try to go it alone and they need mm-hmm. to start building you know friends masterminds inner circles whatever it is Uh, but people that can relate to where they are and that they can help each other through it and not to live in shame it's not shameful to struggle everybody struggles what's shameful is whenever you try to do it yourself and you make the situation worse
1: absolutely very powerful and very important i'm glad you, you touched on that because entrepreneurship can be extremely lonely
0: absolutely and i'm going to segue into a question to you now since i am interviewing you Uh, Although, I I like the interview. I need to get on somebody (laughs) else's podcast. Um, So, and this all ties in. This is, man, this is a great segue. And I say that because, wow, I've been practicing segues. Uh, That's not true. I don't practice them. I just freewheel this thing. Anyway, you talk about something quite frequently in your group that I think goes in with this idea of fear and struggle. And that's the concept of self-sabotage. Could you talk a little bit about that?
1: Oh, dear. Okay, so... I mean, for me, like, I'm the biggest story of, of why I talk about self-sabotage. Self-sabotage is something that a lot of people tend to do to themselves. And again, it goes back to being frightened. You know, having these fears of, will I fail? Will I be successful? I mean, fear of failure and fear of success are equally terrifying to people. Fear of what other people think. Fear of, will I make enough money? What, are people gonna judge me? Are people laughing at me behind my back? Am I gonna put my family in ruin? Like, And so, like I say, I was, I'm, I, I talk about it because I'm a, it happened to me. I'll, I'll kind of quickly share my story. I always thought that I would be a doctor. You know, I have a, I have a science degree. My, my major is pre-med. And I was always one of those like kind of geeky kids that school came easy until it didn't. And so when it came time for me to, you know, start studying for the medical admissions test, I spent a couple hundred dollars on the big textbook. I spent a couple hundred dollars to register myself, to write the exam and to be perfectly honest, I never opened that book and I did it on purpose because I was so scared that I would fail the test and people would say, oh my goodness, she was always such a smart girl, everything always came so easy to her and look at her, she failed. She failed that test, it's so hard, she couldn't do it. So instead of opening the book and trying to be successful and pass the test i didn't touch it so of course i failed it but i had this crutch where of course i failed it i didn't even open the book like what kind of a person could pass something that rigorous without ever touching the book and so i completely sabotaged my future in doing that but like hindsight's always 20 20 i wouldn't be sitting here with you right now if i had have touched the book and I had have passed and I had have, you know, I never would have met my husband if I had have passed the, you know, passed the exams and got on to medical school to be a doctor. My, my life would be completely different. So, or, you know, like I say, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. but when we are fearful, we tend to self-sabotage and it's important to recognize those behaviors because yeah it worked out for me but it's different when you are you know trying going to step into your purpose and you're listening to these little nigglings and you're trying to be more fearless and and do all these things when you start self sabotaging and you are taking away from your purpose and you're you're playing small and you're, you're not shining your light on the world. You're kind of putting your light on your cup and hiding.
0: So I love hearing people talk about self-sabotage because it is definitely something that I have done. Um, and, and I see it manifest in a lot of different ways. And I think that the way that you said it, it also goes in with me and that is self self-sabotage through inaction. And I see this happen to a lot of people and, and man, you said it so well, I'm going to take some of these things and, and, and kind of restate them again, just because I think they're so important and people need to hear this is that if you don't do something, if you do not take action towards it, yes, you may still have that crutch of, well, of course it didn't work because I didn't do this. Right. But some people then start turning that outward. And I see this because obviously we both work with a lot of folks in, in, you know, network marketing and things like that which has an extremely high attrition rate. You know, 90 plus percent of people fail in network marketing. And many times I see it happen because they sign up and then they do nothing because they're too afraid to talk to people. They're too afraid to tell people about it. They're too afraid to actually sell the product or sell the opportunity, whatever it might be. And then they go on this crutch, like, oh, well, you know, it's the product. Uh, it's this, oh, it's this, this other thing. And there's always an excuse. And the reality is, is that no matter what company you were with, it was never going to work. It would never have worked for you. Um, And and I think that, I think it's important just to call people out on that, not in a mean way. I'm not trying to be mean to folks, but I want people to be very self-aware. You know, I do a ton of work with emotional intelligence and self-awareness is the first pillar. And it's amazing how hard it can be to be self-aware because you have to tell yourself the bad stuff too. And sometimes just didn't try hard enough. You know, I, I I tell people, you know, I lied to myself for a long time about multiple things and really I did it more so as a self-sabotage because I didn't want to face the truth that I just was too afraid to do something.
1: Absolutely. And you know, it kind of, it all comes back around to how much belief do you have in yourself and what your purpose is?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It comes back to belief. And for so many people, they haven't been able to build that belief in themselves. And I know that you do a lot of work in this and I, you know, I do it as well. And so that's, I think one of the kindred spirit things that we have is that we see potential in people. Sometimes even when they don't see it themselves and being able to help bolster that and give them what they need to be able to build that belief so they can be successful is a powerful, powerful role to have in someone's life. Absolutely. And by the way, I think that I heard children in the background, is that true?
1: Oh my goodness, you did? Yes, the door's all... closed and hey, everything? No, it's a, so it's a good go thing. go into the, the basement. <laughs>
0: hey. <laughs> I don't have a basement. If I did, I would do it. Which is funny to tell people, you know, on the podcast. So it's funny. You know, I talk about my kids a lot and they're wild and they're crazy. I am literally in my master bedroom closet. And I have everything set up on a shelf in the closet to get away from it. So it, it's the things that we do... As stay-at-home parents, right? Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> I love it. You gotta,
1: you gotta hide. You gotta bribe. You gotta do all the
0: things. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, you know, it was just Halloween, and so we have a lot of uh, bribes laying around uh, that we received from other people trick-or-treating. So it's always, uh, it's always a nice little extra yes. bribe. But excellent. So let's go exactly. into. Exactly. So let's go into this. So as we talk about uh, law of attraction, manifestation, belief you've given us some really good tips in in law of attraction and you asked me a great question i think around around fear let me ask you to give a tip to our people around what are some ways they can start to build belief in themselves
1: i mean the, the first the very first thing is to get in touch with i love the way you said it you know your purpose is already ingrained in you it's just about digging it out the very first thing that you need to do is start digging for that purpose. And you know, you hear people say, oh, I'm just trying to find my purpose in life. We have multiple purposes in the run of a day. There's no one purpose for one person in life. You know, I'm a wife, that's one of my purposes. I'm a mom, that's one of my purposes. Being a mom, I have 10,000 other purposes, like cook, maid, <laughs> laundry person, <laughs> like I have a ton, but it's figuring out what lights you up and how you can serve, and when you start realizing those things that light you up and how you can serve people and the things that bring you joy, you know, the, the highest frequencies that people can radiate is love joy and gratitude so if you can connect with the things that fill you with love joy and gratitude it's so much easier to start building those beliefs because you're connecting to the emotion side of things and humans are ruled by emotions every decision we make is because something made us feel something so if we can find out what makes us feel good it's easy to start believing that these are the things that are meant for us because it fills us with joy when we think about it. And I think that's a very first step in in starting to believe in yourself and and having that, you know, that hardcore like rock solid confidence and belief in yourself and in your purpose because it fills you up the way other things don't.
0: Man, that's great. I, I mean, really, that is, it's powerful stuff. Uh, you know, we are so blessed to be in the field that we are, because you and I have taken years of our life to learn about this stuff. I mean, I definitely didn't know all this stuff, you know, 15 years ago. Um, and even knowing it, it's hard to apply. But being around people like yourself, like, you know, the Hazlets, and so many other people that, you know, are in our lives. Um, it allows us to, to reach such a different place in our lives, and I'm talking not just in our businesses. Success is one thing, and I talk a lot about success, and I've got I've had a few people, you know, tell me in the past that I focus too much on it, and that's fine, you know. At times I do, but also our purpose, you know, as people, as parents, as spouses, as friends, you know, our spiritual purpose, all of these different things, being able to understand it. Is such a key to being able to have success in that role not just success financially but success in the roles that we have in our lives you know it was plato i believe that said um, understanding begins with the definition of terms and i use that phrase quite a bit from the perspective of everything in life until you really understand you know what it is um and you do that by defining it and i talk about that with roles a lot defining your roles you know you want to be a great parent great what does that look like what is a great parent how are you going to know it when you are that you know you want to be great as a spouse as a friend as a business owner as you know in your spiritual walk whatever it might be if you want to be actually great you'll never achieve it if you don't know what great is
1: right i love that
0: well thank you it's something that i think's vital um it's and a lot of people don't do it and it's funny because I, I said this on my live last night that um, you know I, I keep telling people the same thing over and over and over and that is take time to think take time to think and they're like man how much time does this guy have I don't have that much time but I'm purposeful with my time because the time that I take to sit think be purposeful to really you know be in tune with myself and my life and my purpose Then that's whenever I find that I am the happiest in my life, because I know where I'm going and I feel solid in that foundation.
1: That's so powerful. That's really so powerful.
0: So I'm gonna ask you another question that we definitely did not prepare for. Uh, Most of most of these we didn't. So so feel free to take a moment to think. (laughs) But I think that this is extremely valuable because this is something that I struggle with. And I, I just love to hear your thoughts, Anna, that you do too. So, how do you take the time to be a, you know, basically a multiple business owner, um, a online personality, a parent, a spouse? How how do you find or make the time to do this? What do you have any tips for people who might be in the same situation?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's. It's like you said, it's about being intentional with your time. Um, One thing that I do with my clients, and actually I'm going to be doing it in my group on Thursday, is I get people to take a time inventory. Because (laughs) it's very easy to say that we don't have time to do things, but... Like, I'll be the first to admit that I was watching like 20 hours of reality TV, you know, Real Housewives of wherever, after I put my kids to bed. That's probably, you know, wasn't the best use of my time. You know, that's like part-time job hours, watching The Real Housewives of various locations. And so I, I tend to get my clients to do a time inventory and just see, like where could you cut back on other things what are non-negotiables for you and how can we optimize your time and i'm also a firm believer in power hours and if you are like most of us you know like you said I, i have multiple businesses i have multiple children and so for me a full hour to to power through isn't always realistic but if you can do four fifteen minutes of just laser focused time on, you know, maybe you're in network marketing and you just want to do some reach outs or some posts or doing a live video or reading a personal development book or you know whatever it is for you, be intentional with that time. Like turn off all your notifications, cut out distractions, and just just focus for fifteen minutes four times a day. And you can make huge waves in your business when you do these things. Like if you work a full-time job and you're trying to kick off a a side gig into something serious, take 15 minutes during your lunch and do some reach out. You can be being so intentional with your time and also being protective of what you're absorbing. Like who are you spending your time with? What are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you reading? is it good for your soul? Is it good for your business? Is it nourishing your mind? I mean, I think that those are kind of, those are how I have operated for the last few years, and it has made all of the difference in not only my business, but in my life, because I feel like especially in this day and age where we are so distracted, you know, my phone's going off and it's people that want to talk to me about coaching or people that want to talk to me about my network marketing business. And you know, you're always answering, you're always picking it up. And you, if you're a little bit neurotic like me, like I can't have those notifications sitting there. I got to get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got to see what's going on. And so at the end of the day, you know, I, before I kind of got into this system, I'd laid t- lay down in my bed at the end of the day. And I'd feel like I did everything and nothing all at once because none of it was focused. It was just kind of scattered all over the place. And I felt like I was taking time from my kids every time my phone went off. But if I didn't answer it, am I potentially losing out on a sale or a client or whatever, what have you. But if you can set some, some strict time for yourself, some laser time, an hour a day in your business, You don't have to feel guilty when you're home with your kids because someone's messaging you at nine o'clock at night and you're not going to answer until it's your next power hour because you don't have to do those things and you don't have to worry about your kids looking at you like, mom's on her phone again. And, And you know, I, I'm the first to admit my kids have said that to me, my my oldest is five and I remember him looking at me going like papers mom, like you're on your phone. And I'm thinking, I'm trying to grow a business for you. <laughs> <laughs> but if we can be more intentional with our time and what how we're spending it and chunking out time to grow our business so that the important things in life, like your family, you have more time for them and you don't feel like you're taking away from them.
0: That's excellent. And and I'm going to chime in on two additional things with that, having you know, taught time management for Franklin Covey for a long time. Number one is multitasking. And you hit on this, is that multitasking is possible. You can absolutely run your business while you're playing with kids and doing all that stuff, right? But you cannot do multiple things with 100% quality, meaning you are either yeah. more focused on your phone or you're more focused on your kids. And the other one is not getting full attention. So I love this concept of the power hour. I love it. Take the time focus on one thing you'll be more effective you'll work faster get things done with less frustration less you know struggle less stress um, So that's great the other thing I would add is that for me the way that I get power hours is important and I just want people to hear this and it's all about for me and I'd, l- I'd like to hear your thoughts too for me it's about communication uh, with my wife we make deals yes. uh, we I she is growing a business I am growing two businesses and, you know, she helps with, with my businesses as well. So so she's swamped too, we're both busy. We do it by telling each other that we need some time and we work together. I During the day, I will watch the kids during certain times so she can go by herself and work and I handle the kids and then I don't focus on my work, I focus on them. And then we switch off. She'll come, she'll handle the kids and then I'll go and I'll focus on my work and we do it that way. We do that because again, a little peek behind the curtain the first you know, two years of parenthood for us, uh, Amanda had a very large business and I was a corporate guy still and building a business and time was not there. We just didn't have any extra time, so it was constantly multitasking. And here's what we found. We found that she and I would argue over stress and time because we weren't, we were trying to do too much. We were trying to be together in the room with the kids, with the business, with this. So we weren't really giving our full attention to each other, to our kids or our businesses and it caused a ton of stress. What we found was better is say, hey, look, you need some time alone, go. Go and be alone. I'm going to handle this for a while and then you come and relieve me in a little bit and then I'll go do that too. That was a huge thing for us. And it was hard because we love being together, even just in the same room. It's our nature. We're just, we're, we're attached. We have been since we were teenagers, right? Um, and, and that was something big for us. It really helped us grow.
1: I love that you just shared that because it's it's awesome to see like a power couple like you and Amanda, where you're both doing your own thing. That's not most people though. And I find most people are like, I'm trying to do this thing and my spouse doesn't get it. So I love that Gosh. you shared this communication where you say, look, I need... 20 minutes to do this can you handle everything for 20 minutes just wrangle the kids make sure no one dies and in 20 minutes you're gonna have my undivided attention for the rest of the evening and i love that you shared that that's so important
0: well i mean it saved a ton of frustration for us it's (laughs) i'm not gonna say our marriage wasn't in shambles or anything it didn't save our marriage but we were headed down a bad path and we caught it early. Thank goodness we did. Cause I can to tell you, you're right. A lot of people, they don't have that. They, right. they don't, they, they just don't have the, the communication or the insight for it. And we were lucky to do so.
1: Absolutely. And when you're, you, I mean, you said it perfectly, you know, you're together, you got the kids and the businesses all in there and you're trying to do everything at once. And ultimately everything is suffering. Like there's not one thing that's doing really well and the others aren't. Like the business, the kids, the marriage, everything's just kind of mediocre at best when you're when you're stretching yourself like that.
0: Oh man, I get to say one of my favorite phrases again. I've gotten to use so many of my favorite like catchphrases. Sweet. Uh, showing up isn't good enough. And I use this for a lot of things. I use it for business and corporate. I use it for individuals. I use it for marriages. I use it for pretty much everything in life. It doesn't matter where you are and what you're doing. You know, if you want to be amazing, if you want to be great at something, sh- just showing up isn't good enough. You have Absolutely. to do like that. That's so
1: good. I love that. Great, great catchphrase.
0: Hey, I have got a wealth of catchphrases. Well, I have to write a book on catchphrases one day. Uh, <laughs> most of them are just from other people. But nonetheless, so let me do this. So, Brittany, we, we, we've, we've gone on. I feel like we can keep going, too, which is great let's start wrapping up and I'm going to ask I know kind of, what uh, well, we'll do kind of a, a final question here. What else would you like to tell people about your business, what you do and what it's like working with you or engaging with you, uh, as a coach trainer mentor?
1: Um, well, I mean, I'm probably a little bit biased talking about myself here. Um, if, if you are someone that is looking to, Take your business to the next level. And, you know, it's so important here. People, especially entrepreneurs, we get so focused on business, 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 business. I got to do this with my business. I got to hit six figures. I got to make $10,000 of this just this month. Like, ah, it's all about your mindset. And you know, that's, that's why I focus with my clients on mindset and manifestation. It's all about your mindset. If your mindset is not right, your life is not right, and if both of those aren't right, your business is not right. So true. So the, the main things that I focus on, like I say, is, is getting your mindset in a space where you feel good about what you're doing You believe in what you're doing when you have belief in what you're doing. You know, I'll I'll keep coming back to this It helps to melt the stress away Because you have this rock-solid faith that what you're doing is going to work out and So the pressure starts to lift a little bit where you're not saying oh my goodness. I have to do this I have to do that. Why isn't anything working out for me You can sit back and go, okay, this is my path. I believe it with 100% every ounce of my being, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So what direction do I need to be taking? Where can I be pivoting? And how am I making this work? And that's what I do with my clients. It's about getting that faith and believing to your core that what you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing and when you can believe in that, and know that to be true for your life, it makes the other stuff come together more easily for you, like you said earlier about, you know, the doors just start opening when you start going down the right path. But if you're fighting your path, and you are you don't have belief in what you're doing, of course, you're going to hit obstacles and struggles, because, you know, I feel like God tests us when he calls us to things. and you know are we gonna show up or not and so i help people get that belief so that they can do the things that they're called to do and i help them have kind of like what you do brian i help them create action plans so that they can move forward so that they can start tackling these things you know the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time again what you talked about earlier you know instead of seeing the big picture you gotta see the little pictures that make the big picture
0: so true. And where can people find you uh, to connect with you, Brittany?
1: Absolutely everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but the, e- the easiest way to find me would be brittanybud.com.
0: Perfect. And guys, I'm gonna put multiple uh, ways to connect with Brittany in the show notes. So if you are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it might be, just check in the show notes, you will find all the different connecting points with Brittany so you can find out more about her. And I will tell you right now, join her group. It's a free group to join on facebook she does uh, a training every single week and a bunch of other great content throughout the week it is very very powerful stuff you need to get in there for sure thank you now Brittany, is the time at the end of the podcast where i like to do a very quick lightning round of fun questions are you prepared and ready for lightning round questions
1: i'm so excited let's do it
0: okay question number one what's the last book you read
1: think and grow rich
0: very nice what is your favorite breakfast food
1: Ooh, eggs benedict
0: oh wow that's a nice one that's fancy yeah. uh, okay I, I gotta keep moving I, was, I got distracted by the the wonderful breakfast <laughs> um, <laughs> next question uh what is the your favorite quote to use in life
1: oh i you know i always say this to my five-year-old i mean it's not a quote from anything I just say it to him but every morning before he gets on the bus I always tell him to shine his light on the world and oh, that's, I, I think that's, that's just kind of cool <laughs>
0: that's wonderful the the phrase I tell my kids the most is don't do that you're going to hurt each other um oh, well, <laughs> just kidding.
1: I mean yeah <laughs> I, I can go there with you too if you want <laughs> I wouldn't say they're my favorite but
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay and final uh, lightning round question what is your least favorite food in the world
1: oh my goodness i'm like olives olives yeah i don't know it was just the first thing that came to my mind
0: hey it's it's absolutely okay that is my wife loves green olives and purple olives cannot stand black olives no idea why yeah it doesn't make any sense to me i love all olives anyway perfect so Brittany, i just want to thank you (laughs) so much for being a part of the show for the very wonderful in-depth conversation we had, it, it, truthfully, it has been an honor to have you on here. You have so much that you are sharing just like you said you know in the phrase you tell your your, your son I think you said it was about you know shine your light. Uh, you have an amazing light that is shining to so many people and you have such a gift to be able to help people and to help grow them as individuals and grow their business. And so you know I just want to thank you again for being a part of the show today.
1: You're going to make me cry. Are you supposed to make your guests cry?
0: (laughs) Well, I actually get bonus points if I do that. Yeah, there's a whole scoring system online. It's great, yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay, all right. Well, I hope you win a prize. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me, Brian. It's been awesome.
0: And same here. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Fearless Purpose podcast with Brian Cox. I'm Brittany Lynn Budd, and I hope you guys have a great day, and we will see you in the next episode.